Thank you very much, Rob Beasy. Truly appreciate it. We'll catch you again, giving us an update on what's happening on the roads this morning. It's just gone 41 minutes past 6 a.m. Good morning to you and yours if you just hopped into your car. Thank you so much for keeping it locked right here and make sure that uh, we take you all the way to 9 a.m. Kutso Tenedi, uh, Owen Honey, as well as Lindim Jali here in the studio. Hashtag wake up on Metro FM. So let's get into what's making news this morning. The clampdown on illegal street machines and mechanics continue as many automobile workshops uh, mushroom across the country. And, of course, they are becoming more and more attractive to car owners who are finding themselves cash-strapped and, of course, opting for this more affordable alternative. Maybe this is somebody uh, that you know. Maybe we're speaking to you finding this as an alternative, uh, affordable way for you to be able to fix your car. So the Motor Industry Workshop Association is warning consumers about these illegal establishments with concerns over their, their safety as well as many just ignoring the compliance regulations. So at the same time, the association says that this further creates an uneven playing field for the regulated workshops, right? So what makes a workshop illegal and what sort of dangers do these uh, really pose when it comes to your cars and not going the legal way but finding cheaper routes and cheaper parts to be able to fix your cars in need, most especially when they're out of warranty. So on the line, we are joined by Defeld Raft, chairperson of the Motor Industry Workshop Association, just to help us break down what is being said according to the association. And uh, it's so great to have you on the line this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Richard. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, what makes a workshop illegal? What does a workshop need to be legal and accredited for? Just break it down for us. Yeah, it's actually a threefold question. Um, you know, what makes a workshop illegal is exactly as we said in, in the article, as you know, when a workshop operates from an unre- uh, unregulated or unlawful uh, premises, um, say, for instance, a pavement or a public space, you know, even from a, a residential area or, a you know, the so-called backyard mechanics, um, uh, not complying to the municipal bylaws, um, the OHS, um, stuff like that makes it uh, uh, illegal and non-compliant workshops. Uh, obviously, the the opposite is for when a workshop is legal, when you operate from a bona fide um, address or premises, mm. um, and then also um, complying with the municipal bylaws, um, you know, having uh, qualified staff, uh, technicians, uh, qualified journeymen, um, uh, diagnostic tools to work on that, you know, more modern cars, mm. um, and being affiliated with a recognized industry body like uh, the RMI and MIWA, um, for mm. instance. Developed- so, yeah, that. That, that, that's in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, Kutso spoke about cash-strapped motorists, right, and them being drawn to these sort of workshops. But beyond the price difference, is there any other reason um, why motorists would use these establishments? Well, it's definitely, uh, um, without echoing what you just say, it's a, it's a, the economy is quite bad out there for consumers. Mm. And there are cash-strapped in this illegal, non-compliant, businesses do exploit the situation. So obviously it's a consumer behavior creates a supply and demand scenario. And then also unemployment forced people to earn mm-hmm. a living and open um, workshops and 
illegal and or non-compliant workshops like this. Dear Walt, this is Owen speaking. I wanted to ask you the knock-on effect on using a backdoor mechanic as such. Um, you know, selling your car on after it's being serviced by a backdoor mechanic and the insurance uh, side of things. Obviously, there there must be some uh, repercussions with with regards to using such a mechanic. Now, obviously, the the first and the utmost thing is that you you don't know that the the, the person working on your car is actually a professional technician and knows what he's doing. Um, most of the times we see that cars come from that uh, um, non-compliant workshops and they do revisit workshops like uh, um, new accredited workshops and we need to really then just redo the whole job for the customer to get it up and running. Mm. In effect, costing the customer more than um, it would have been in the first place. Um, uh, obviously, obviously, using a workshop like that leaves the customer with no recourse at all. I mean, there's no no address, and 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 when something goes wrong, um, nobody you can't uh, keep the, that type of work that's accountable. We're mm-hmm. using a, a, a bona fide workshop. Uh, there is a recourse um, when there's something that went wrong with your car, and it's mm-hmm. not been fixed. Uh, let's let's face it. Uh, money is very tight at the moment, and not many people can afford uh, mechanics out there. So, what is the bare minimum you should do and look out for when uh, going to take your car in for a service? Uh, what kind of workshops should they be going to then? Well, you see, you see, what what I suggest is that uh, it's it's up to the, the the consumer just to investigate um, whether you're taking it to a workshop. Uh, uh, you know. Is the workshop capable of doing the work in the first place? Mm. Does the workshop have a footprint uh, on social media? Um, do they belong to uh, a, a, a recognizing the three body? So you know they three core. So, so so it's up to the customer to make sure that um, the workshop is able to maintain and and fix the vehicle accordingly. 100%. Mr. Ramt joining us, Chairperson of the Motor Industry Workshop Association. Thank you so much for joining us on the line and for assisting us with these questions. And I think it also just helps us when we also just ask, maybe this is something that you can relate to. Does it matter to you where you get your car fixed? Mm. I mean, for me, it really does, Uh, most especially with the the vehicle that I am driving. I'm really grateful for the warranty that I have on the vehicle. So for me, it's just a scary part of getting a faulty part and then it just messes up everything. You know, so it is a big, Mm. uh, a big thing for me to make sure that I don't go anywhere else, make sure it's a reputable place that I'm going to. If anything, I want to sell my car after the warranty is done. Let's just face it. Say you're transporting children to school and you're using a backdoor mechanic who's not qualified to do such things uh, and puts in faulty brakes into your vehicle. Thank you. I mean, imagine that your precious cargo on that uh, vehicle could be very, very much in danger. Mm. So think about it. You know, your life's in danger. The people mm. around you's life's in danger mm. uh, just by using an unqualified mechanic who might not be doing the correct job. Yeah. It's strange, though, because you also find people who work at actual qualified yes. workshops yes. Yes. who yeah, have a side hustle mm. that they do in their back garden, right? Mm. Um, and a lot of people substantiate that to say that they're actually qualified, they know what they're doing because they do this Monday to Friday. <laughs> and then on Saturdays, you're taking your car at half the price for them to do the same job. Yeah. 
So it's it's a catch twenty nine situation. And I, there's some people who would prefer for smaller services to take it to that person on a Saturday. Hundred percent. But your bigger services and your important um, services go to the actual dealership. Do any of you guys have a plug? Uh, I know my my uncle used to be <laughs> one of those mechanics that Lindy's talking about. Yeah. Uh, worked at nine to five Monday to Friday at a, a huge workshop, yeah. sure. and then after hours used to work in cars. And I mean, you could trust him. That's uh. one thing about it. But uh, the thing is, is it really good? Is it not good? I don't know. It's it's yeah. Yeah, this is where our car parts are missing. None of you guys have missing car parts, right? No, no. no. they are. Uh, look at Lena. <laughs> and, and I like working Brilliant. in my car, but I don't think I'd ever work on the brakes or the engine itself. 100%. Yeah. I agree with you, Owen. All right, let us know. Send us your voice notes via the WhatsApp line 060-552-7303. Doesn't matter to you where you get your car fixed. Send us those voice notes. It's 10 minutes until we hit the top of the hour. And of course, don't forget, we've got kids give the best answers. And finding out from you, kids, what's your favorite family tradition? Give us a call 086-2160. And of course, our class captain also joining us this morning.